This is Flex, you're listening to Death of the Reader. It's review season, and today we're ranking the floating admiral by the Detection Club. Coming in first, that means it's coming in last. In 12th place, our least recommended novel for the year is The Floating Admiral. A short affair written by some of history's most illustrious detective fiction authors, The Floating Admiral is a good experiment long, long before it is a good story. The question is, is it still worth reading? Featuring the writings of Agatha Christie, G.K. Chesterton, Dorothy L. Sayers, and more, including our dearly beloved Father Ronald Knox, The Floating Admiral was a dinner party experiment for Christie and her 13 friends to see if they could write a novel with no planned ending, one chapter at a time, as each author passed the buck to the other with no explanation other than what was written on the pages before them. Only the final chapter in the prologue were written with the full context of the story, and each author was challenged to write their solution in a sealed envelope, printed at the back of the book. These solutions are really the best part, too, from wildly absurd answers by Agatha Christie, whose solution is definitely not worth the price of admission despite what some reviewers might tell you, to clinically cold breakdowns of the manner of the problem itself by Ronald Knox. The solution feels like a crime fiction horoscope, and whichever one you end up aligning yourself with could point you in the direction of the next author you should check out. The Detection Club remains to this day one of the great institutions of British crime fiction writing. Founded by Anthony Barclay in 1928, it began as informal dinners between the greats of detective fiction until its 1932 charter seated G.K. Chesterton as the first chairman. The Floating Admiral is the first of a number of pass-the-buck stories by the early detection club, each a variation on the same experiment. The greatest strength of the novel is that if you're into mystery fiction, it is a fantastic demonstration on how different solutions to one single mystery can be, proving that in such a situation there is no one answer to hunt for. While that thesis might be short-sighted given how atypical the premise of the novel is, there's still a great value to seeing all these great minds approaching the same problem in such varied ways. The story itself sits on the very edge of forgettable. While there are moments of greatness, they each feel so disconnected and ordinary as part of the whole that the only thing I remembered months after reading it was the final twist. Our Detective Inspector Rudge is the prime example here. After the great Admiral Peniston is found dead in a boat along his hometown river, Roger is called in to solve the murder and somehow manages to have so little character that Ronald Knox's chapter opens by bemoaning his blandness in character. As we traipse with him from clue to clue, author to author, the momentum of the story is kept up by these juicy clues left at the end of each chapter, many of which are abandoned in due course. Despite setting out with the goal that no author shall unnecessarily complicate matters, each author seems to ridicule clues left by their predecessors, choosing to introduce new problems that in turn become points of ridicule until the conclusion has so many clues to cherry pick from that you could build an entire franchise of endings from it. Which, mind you, is exactly what you'll find after the ending, so maybe it's working as intended. Perhaps the most intriguing part of the narrative is looking at how it twists and turns from author to author. After the entire introduction was staged in Hong Kong, it takes five chapters for the story to even mention it again. And as long as you know what you're getting into, it's an excellent game trying to piece together where the ideas in the story were first introduced as you barrel towards Anthony Barclay's final chapter, which itself is nearly a third the length of the book to ensure it could adequately clean up for the mess the other authors made. Full of old stereotypes and innumerable clues that are just wasted ink in your notepad, the story hasn't aged well unless you are thoroughly and entirely invested in its premise. It's a shame too, because I think the book could have been done really well if it was done in two passes, one to outline the narrative and pose solutions, and the other to write it. The result would have been infinitely stronger without entirely undermining the premise. 
Fortunately, the Modern Detection Club is still around to give it another whack with the spiritual successor, The Sinking Admiral, but the truth is that The Floating Admiral is a book for mystery fiction nerds and academics. You won't regret reading it, but it never quite feels the same spark that each author had on their own, so you'd really be better off just sinking, or floating as the case may be, into one of their other works. I give this book one insurmountable detective fiction author out of 14. It is an entirely missable book, but I genuinely hope it is not forgotten by history for all of the value that it holds. You're listening to Death of the Reader, it's review season, and that was The Floating Admiral. Of course, don't forget to check out our socials at Flex and Herdson. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. <laughs>